1: Settle down, settle down, and listen to the soothing sound. Oh, yeah, Talk oh, because this, oh, my god, this, oh, yeah, this, oh, yeah, this is on a roll. Hello, and welcome back to On a Roll, where we take an unhealthy obsession in an actor's <laughs> filmography. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Tom. I had a little oh bit too God. much fun with that intro. Uh, <laughs> and joining me, as ever, is
0: uh, it's Emma. Hi.
1: Hello. How are we? That
0: uh, I'm so much better after that intro. That was fantastic.
1: Fantastic.
0: I stole your word. Yeah, that that's Tom's favorite word. I don't I don't know how many times you've actually said it on the podcast, but every time we record. Um, we have to obviously sync up our tracks and Tom will do the sync. Um, he'll say, Are you Emma? and I'll say, I am Emma and then he'll go, Fantastiche every fucking every time. Every single
1: time, actually. That's obviously a it's highly like all
0: reliable.
1: Highly sophisticated and professional sync. Like Yeah, yeah. Usually yeah. you probably do a clap sync or something, but we thought that yeah. wouldn't work over the internet that we do, so we just ask each other a question. <laughs> And then I go, you imagine from if there. they did
0: that like in blockbuster movies. Like, are you Margot Robbie? Yeah. Like in front of a five every million tape. pound camera. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's like, yes, tape. I am.
1: <laughs> and all. then
0: James Cameron goes, Fantastiche! Rolling. <laughs> I mean, it's,
1: it's it's a lot easier when, you just, when you've just got two people having a conversation to sync up. I guess with them, they've got, you know, all sorts of sounds going on.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't pretend to know. I'll, but, uh, I'll never be in that scenario, so to speak.
1: Scenario. Well, do you want to explain briefly what this podcast is about?
0: Yeah, so this podcast is all about filmographies. Um, Tom and I, me and Tom, will choose one actor per season and we will watch all of their God-given content and we'll talk about it all in a row. We watch it all in chronological order. Season one, we watched all of Robert Pattinson's uh, movies. Uh, which was a lot. It was a lot, a lot, a lot. And we are on our final episode, <laughs> Get the Violins final. Out, of um Ryan Gosling. So, yeah.
1: It's, wow. gone, it's gone by so quick, hasn't it?
0: It has. It has been nothing short of a delight, an afternoon delight, 100%.
1: Skyrockets in flight. <laughs> afternoon delight.
0: <laughs> That's the one. Um, so, yeah, I don't know about you, but I felt like gutted. Robert Pattinson
1: took forever.
0: Robert Pattinson was like death by flies. That's the only way I can describe it. Being eaten alive by flies.
1: This has crept up on me. I didn't even realise until like two weeks ago that we only had two weeks left.
0: It is a bit gutting, actually. I'm quite sad. Yeah. I feel like I, I have the same feeling as, as when I like left uni. <laughs> I feel like I'm graduating and saying an goodbye era. to a friend. It is an end of an era. I'm a bit sad. You say sad. goodbye
1: to them. You're like, oh, we should keep in touch
0: and you never do and then
1: just life gets in the way and before you know it you've not watched Ryan Gosling's latest film
0: oh don't that's that's brought a tear smile oh my god oh, my beautiful god. isn't it
1: um, <laughs> before we carry on probably get a bit of admin out of the way
0: oh god yeah
1: get we down to a business bit of now listen here listener I'm gonna tell you some hard <laughs> truths all right they're not they're not hard well maybe they are if you if this is your weekly podcast listen but um yeah. as we've we had a little small break after we finished Robert Pattinson gonna have an even smaller break this time i think we had two weeks off after robert but we
0: fucking needed it that's why yeah well it was was christmas it
1: was new year you know but we're gonna take a week off after this just to mourn uh our little man Ryan (laughs) for
0: easter basically instead of celebrating jesus we'll be celebrating ryan Gosling with um an easter break (laughs) christ
1: reborn ryan Gosling.
0: (laughs) ryan godling
1: it's not jc it's rg (laughs) Um, anyway. our god and saviour uh, so yeah we'll be back <laughs> with a brand new series on an actor that we won't tell you right now well and that's that at the Ooh. end of the episode so stick around oh you thought did you think I was going to do it blue balls for the
0: whole episode now guys yeah. blue uh, balls we'll be,
1: we'll be back on the 14th of April or yep Avril if you're um, <laughs> if you're in, French <laughs> or into early 2000s punk rock <laughs>
0: Oh, don't even get me started.
1: <laughs> anyway, uh, and then excitingly that week as well, we will be releasing our first episode of our spin-off Patreon only podcast, Ooh. Kung Fu: The Legend That Continues to continues um to continue. And uh that'll be coming out on the Sunday the 18th of yeah, April. So, so you have you a nice can get midweek a
0: double shot, double little, shot of yeah, Tom and to tide Emma. Yeah. to you over yeah. until the
1: new episode each week of our main yeah. pod.
0: Yeah, so you want to get um access to that head over to Patreon and yeah, get stuff on a roll pod. <laughs> yeah, not just patreon.com. Yeah, if you I go, mean you I can, mean, you find can us. go there.
1: But we should you won't be on the homepage, really. Yeah. We
0: should be on the homepage, but we're not for some reason. Bit of a weird one that. Can't quite get my head around it. And uh, <laughs> if
1: you if you do join our Patreon, you might get a little cheeky bonus something in the mail coming your way.
0: Yeah, little, we have uh, um, a little treat for our first 10 Patreon subscribers. So if you get in there,
1: that the limited 10,
0: yeah, it's very fucking exclusive. We may extend it, but it's going to be likely that we'll do the first 10, we'll get this very special treat, which we'll post on social media in a couple of weeks. And then it'll just be like random shit that we think of after that, basically, because... We can do what we want. Whoa. We can do what we want.
1: <laughs> but it might it might be a little something that you could you know you could you could wear or yeah. that makes it sound more exciting than it is. But you got to put yeah. it on right. your anyway. <laughs> let's crack on with this cast that we call Pod and
0: <laughs> yeah. talk about the films let's that we've watched it. this week.
1: What have we watched this week?
0: We have indeed watched um, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. That we we have. have watched First Man, and oui. we have also watched a comedy special by Julio Torres called My Favourite Shapes. So yeah, that's it. Those are the and things that great. we've watched.
1: Shall we talk about them in chronological order? Or is there anything uh, you want to talk about first?
0: I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm down to talk about, to about, whatever, talk about whatever, Tom.
1: Chomping at the bit <laughs> to get off your chest.
0: Honestly, I'm equally as as excited to talk about all of them, so...
1: Chronological uh, uh, well, order sounds let's good. Let's crack on with Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Uh, Omg, a film that I've been very excited for us to get to.
0: Yeah, uh, um, Tom Tom fucking loves this film, and he he gassed it up for a, a long long time because I I never got around to seeing it in the cinema, which was a shame, really, because that is a film that would have been great in the cinema. But fortunately. Yeah. Tom here, my dear friend, lent me his 4K Ultra HD Blu ray DVD. Well, I, thought, you I, know, I had
1: to push the boat out if we'd it. Seen as we were watching it for, um, yeah. for the pod. And, you know, it was going to be a home, home yeah. viewing experience. So it wouldn't be the, the theatrical experience yeah, well, that one would expect.
0: Fortunately, we do have quite a big telly. However, I do have a note straight off the bat, which is a quote from Luke who said, um, This actually might be too HD because it's hurting my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> he was like it's too he was like it's so vivid and sharp it's hurting my eyes it's <laughs> like do not complain <laughs> it's
1: beautiful this is cinema you need you this need every cinema. single last pixel i did feel appreciate. like i could
0: i did honestly feel like i could climb inside one of ryan gosling's facial pores at some point because it was so crisp
1: one of his nostrils
0: <laughs> nostrilas
1: all right well, we'll- I'll let you talk about it because this is a film that I've seen uh I went to the cinema multiple times to see. One of few films that I've done that for. Uh yeah. the record the record is held by <laughs> the greatest showman.
0: <laughs> the the stark contrast between the I went to see that three times showman. in the cinema.
1: I saw this twice in the cinema. I think the only other film that I've seen twice in the cinema is Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows part one. But mm-hmm. that wasn't to do with any quality of the film that was because I went to see it because I wanted to see it, and then the second time was on a date.
0: no so, oh, you dog, you, so, n- you never you know, change, do you, Tom?
1: <laughs> go see a film that you've already seen, if you know what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> oh, uh, god, no, the
1: person who I went with hadn't seen it, um, so nice. I was like, oh, well, I don't mind seeing it again, and also I want to go on a date with you. So,
0: oh, he's single, ladies,
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so if that's anything to go on. Uh, Harry Potter definitely had his part one, not a good date movie i <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh my goodness.
1: Yeah, um, we're yeah, fucking so... giving you hard, cold, hard facts. Like, what's, this, <laughs> what's this film about?
0: So I implore you to jump in at any point because I have only seen this once and I didn't really know much about the Blade Runner universe because I watched the first one years ago. Oh, I was like going went... to
1: say, have you seen Blade Runner?
0: Y- yeah, I've seen Blade Runner when I went through my sort of I'm obsessed with 80s sci-fi. That's my whole personality which, sort which of phase when I was 15. The Just the normal theatrical release. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's w- the one. <laughs> was, was
1: there a shit Harrison Ford voiceover in it? I don't remember. Did he like, narrate the entire film? No. that's that's the theatrical one.
0: Oh, maybe I watched the long one then. I don't know. We had it on DVD, so...
1: Yeah, there's like there's several cuts, so you could have watched any one.
0: Basically, I don't remember much about it because I don't remember finding it very thrilling. I remember thinking this is long and boring, which is a shame because it's iconic, but there you go. So the new one is about Kay who is ryan gosling um who's like an officer with lapd and he discovers wait i should probably mention that he's a replicant right yeah and i was gonna say that's quite are... Im-
1: that's quite important
0: yeah that's like a main plot point so replicants in the blade runner universe are like man-made synthetic humans who are like super powered and super super strong and they were basically created in order to be like slaves but then there's a version of them that needs to be retired can't quite remember why but basically ryan gosling is an lapd officer who is a replicant who's a blade runner which is someone who goes and retires all of these old replicants so he's basically turned against his own kind which is very shitty well we don't support it
1: yeah so in in the original blade runner uh I'm this is like I watched it years ago um, and I can't really. I'm half remembering it because again Mm -hmm. I'm not a massive fan of the original Blade Runner either which is which is strange because I fucking love this film yeah but um yeah replicants originally they had they were given like a six-year lifespan or something like that and then they would go like rogue and like rebel against mm-hmm. that and all this. That's why they needed retiring. And there's still yeah. some, at, but then they created some that had open-ended lifespans, but they could still go rogue. Mm-hmm. And they're the ones that Ryan Gosling's hunting down. And then the replicants that are being made now by the, what's his name? Jared Leto's character.
0: Oh, I don't know. I just call him Jared Leto in all my notes. Uh, <laughs> oh, is it Tyrell or Warren or something?
1: Uh, Warren? You, Tyrell is the original corporation from Blade Runner. He's, yeah. uh, so it's beginning with W, in it?
0: I think it's Warren.
1: Um, But he's made ones that, that, that never rebel, basically. Yeah, so
0: Ryan Gosling is one of those. Yeah. And they have to do these baseline tests to make sure that they're not, like, feeling shit or turning against them. So every time they come back from, like, a mission for the police, they get put into this room and made to do this fucking bizarre test that first I couldn't fact. even begin to mimic.
1: Coming in hard and fast with my first fact. Oh,
0: okay. Go, go, go.
1: That baseline test is based off an acting exercise and Ryan Gosling suggested it.
0: Uh, this man is the gift that keeps on giving, Tom. The gift that keeps on giving. I love him. There's also there's wow. also two
1: versions of that scene. One that's the scripted version that you see, and then there was another version that Ryan Gosling himself wrote, and the take is like eight minutes long, and he's just like reciting this thing back and forth. It's like based off um, a thing called I'm fucking obsessed. Like, Meisner Technique, oh, okay. which is where you're like cool. in the moment. Uh, it's sort of based off that, and you just have to repeat back what's said to you. So like, and the idea is to get like, you're just in the moment and you you're saying things back and mm. forth, so like when you're doing Meisner, you'll sit and stare at a person and you're like, well you'll you'll not look at them and then you'll turn and look at them and you'll be like you you'll say something about them that you can observe, and then you'll both repeat mm. it back and forth to each other back and forth until there's like no emotion and then they'll say something about you and you keep doing it and then Uh. you're you're both just like improvising basically yeah but that's basically what he's doing in this scene
0: that's really cool okay yeah it can get quite
1: fast paced like he's doing in this scene
0: it's really cool and it's a bit chilling because it just in sort of like a white chamber sort of yeah just like you said repeating the same word back to the the wall and then yeah he you basically find out in the film that replicants have had a baby and they're not meant to be able to have well, this yeah, it's like, so, this is
1: groundbreaking, yeah.
0: Yeah, this is like earth-shattering. Is going to like rip apart the fabric of society. It will cause like a revolution,
1: um, and all because it
0: will mean that replicants can go. We don't, we don't need this. We can just go and like reproduce, basically. Yeah. So well, and does that mean? because well,
1: it's based on Philip K. Dick's um,
0: "Androids Dream of Electric Street. Yeah, do Street. "Androids
1: Dream of Electric yeah. Sheep"? Right. So it's all about like I have wh- read that. What is like humanity what is consciousness what is yeah this fellow very philosophical and it is yeah and um
0: he he gets sent on a mission to kill this baby to sort of eliminate the threat and um he kind of you see him change he's like i've never retired anything that was born before he's only retired sort of things that were made man-made so you, you almost see the the vibe shift from there on and then yeah, he goes on a hunt to find this baby and then to find a former Blade Runner um, who has been missing for three decades who is Harrison Ford. Yay! Yay!
1: <laughs> who is the Blade Runner in the original film and yeah. turns out is the father of the child.
0: Yeah, who for a lot of the film you think is Ryan Gosling. Well, I personally was like, this feels like very early on to reveal such a big twist so maybe it's not true and then it... it it turns out not to be true. So
1: yeah, so he the way that he finds it is he goes and he retires Dave Batista, who is a, a rogue replicant.
0: Oh, I, my first note is Batista! Whoa. <laughs> uh,
1: second fact: the the opening scene uh, was originally meant to be the opening scene of um, the original Blade Runner, but they scrapped ah. it. And then they reworked it for this film.
0: Oh, that's really cool.
1: Um, and yeah, he finds that he finds the remains of the mother under mm. the tree outside Dave Batista's house. And then yeah, he goes on this journey because ha- I forget how he he basically discovers that there was a based on the DNA of the the mother or whatever they find that there was someone born with similar DNA, don't they? On a yeah. certain date a- and put into this orphanage, and there was a boy and a girl born on the same date, and the girl died and the boy. Mysteriously disappeared, Mm -hmm. and then he's talking to someone else, and he has this memory of when he was younger, and he was because he they have implants, the replicants, of memories. So he's like, yeah, all my memories aren't real anyway. Uh, And he has a toy horse in the memory, and then he he goes to the orphanage to try and track down this child, and oh, and when he was a kid, he was beaten up by these kids, and he hid the toy horse in this. Very specific place, and no one ever found it. And then, when he yeah. goes to the orphanage, he discovers that that's where his memory is, and he goes to where he hid the toy, and the toy's there. So, he's like,
0: Yeah,
1: is this my memory? Did this actually happen? Um, also, did you notice who the person from the orphanage was?
0: Um, what the girl? No, the, or... the
1: guy that he beats up for information, who's like the runner of the orphanage. He's like, um, Give me information, and he's like, No, I won't. No, it's DCI Tony Yates from the first series of Line of Duty.
0: Was it? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. <gasps> I'm Googling that right now. I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah. Tony Yates.
1: Bent Copper Tony Yates.
0: Oh my God, you're right. Not that I didn't believe you. I just had to see it for myself.
1: Yeah, yeah. Amazing, right?
0: Holy hell. Wow.
1: Uh, so he goes to see the person who creates memories and uh, she's like going banging on about how, you know, she's the best person at making memories, but all the ones that she makes are fake. But, you know, mm-hmm. there's always a bit of a reflection of the artist in their work. Yeah. That's not relevant at all. And he also throughout all of this he's got Anna de Armas as his like his lover yeah. girlfriend but she's a hologram so she's not real.
0: Yeah. So I have a couple of things to say about this. First of all, she lives in a vape pen. Yeah. Sh- she lives in a vape pen. Second of all, if you had to have a hologram following you around, who would you choose?
1: I mean, she's a pretty good choice.
0: I was gonna- <laughs> when I wrote that down I was like He's gonna choose Anna armors <laughs> I mean she's
1: if she's as good a choice as any, right? Surely.
0: And the thing is, when I wrote that down, I was like, I'm probably gonna to want to answer as well. And I think I would probably choose Ryan Gosling. <laughs> 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 Not very imaginative.
1: <laughs> For God's sake. Why would you want him to follow you around?
0: Because he's gorgeous. D-doy.
1: I don't know, man. He just walked <laughs> around looking sad. <laughs> It's fine. Um, but obviously there's a few comparisons to be had here um, because people, several people say to him, oh, you don't like real girls then. Mm. Do you ever think that could be a reference to any films that he's been in?
0: Um, Lars and the real yeah. girl? <laughs> I don't think it's yeah. an actual
1: reference, but obviously there's a few parallels drawn there. But Yeah, um, I like that. Very good. I quite like this character because they obviously have some kind of connection mm. and she like... Once they find out that he's like, or they think that he's the kid, she's like, I told you you were special. I knew you were always special. You need it to have a sweet. proper name now. So I'll call. let's call you Joe. So he starts calling himself Joe and they like build this Aww. proper relationship and then she dies. Sad. She, she's originally part of his home system. So she's like, she's, she's trapped in his home. She can only go inside yeah. his home. Then he gets a portable pen and he downloads all her data into the pen mm-hmm. because otherwise if like the police come and raid his house, they'll get all the information off her hard drive. Mm-hmm. And then her, her pen gets destroyed and she's like, I love you. Yeah. And he's really Aww. sad. And then there's a fucking horrible bit where he's like sad after she's died and he's walking and you see this massive big hologram of her. And mm-hmm. it's like, she's, she's just like the AI that's just, like, the face that everyone gets. Yeah, um, at this
0: point, I went, oh, my God, I can't believe she's basically just Alexa and everyone gets the same one. Like, yeah, I kind yeah. of thought that you maybe she was, like, customised or something. She's customised
1: a little bit. There's a bit where you see, like, he's customised what her accent is and stuff. But, yeah. Because in that scene, in the scene that we're talking about, she's actually got a different voice and she's voiced by someone else. Yeah. And that's supposed to be, like, yeah. the base one. But she's, like... She's
0: just a big, sexy Alexa.
1: Yeah, so she's, like, talking to him <laughs> as this big, sexy Alexa. And... <laughs> She's like, Oh, you look like a good Joe And yeah. it's like revealed that basically yeah, Joe's just like part of her programming and like that's Yeah, why and she you're like, Oh, Joe. we
0: we really thought that they'd built up some personal yeah. thing, but it was all just the AI the, all along and then it's it, it like, the advert's like
1: she'll say what you want, she'll feel what you want, and all this sort of stuff. So again, playing into the themes of like, did they actually have a connection or was yeah. was she just pre programmed, or does it matter? because yeah, if it made him feel real, a certain way, do you know what I mean?
0: There's a there's a girl who's sort of in that area um, who's flirting with Ryan Gosling, and she obviously wants to sleep with him, and he's kind of a bit like, I'm spoken for, I've got a hologram. Um, and then he gets back one day, and Anna Diarmas is like, I want you to be able to like feel me and whatever. So she like invites this girl around who's obviously like a replicant so he can actually touch her and she like fuses yeah. her hologram self onto this girl's body, well, sort yeah, of like, like mimicking she
1: like like scene, it's herself a her, does of she? Yeah, she literally a so cool. Because they're like it's phasing in each other. And the way yeah, they f- really the way they filmed creepy. that was they filmed it like several times and the actors just had to match up their movements and then they've laid the two takes over the top of each other and then there's a bit of cgi so that they morph in and out of each other but that's why they don't match up perfectly and then yeah it's it's just such a cool because like it's both their faces are like half morphed aren't they so it's like a weird combination of both of them I remember sitting in the cinema watching it for the first time and being like, what the fuck? This is yeah. trippy as fuck, but I love it. Yeah, <laughs> it, like, it goes on?
0: in and out of both of their faces, so it looks like both of them, and then it looks like one of them, and then the other, and it's, yeah, it, it's oh, it's very it's so strange. Cool. So cool. Um, oh, and that's the point, actually, where the real girl, inverted commas, when she's on the way out after... Doing the diddly with Ryan Gosling, she puts a tracker in his oh, jacket. Oh yeah, because she's
1: like actually working for the Replicant Resistance or whatever.
0: Yeah, so naughty, naughty.
1: Oh, naughty, naughty, and uh, you're teasing me. He he manages to track down basically the the horse toy that he's got is made of a certain type of wood mm-hmm. that's irradiated, and there's only one place on Earth that's irradiated like that, and that's Las Vegas. So he goes to Las Vegas, Vegas. baby. And it's honestly one of the prettiest things. I mean, this entire film is so pretty, but mm-hmm. like that the scene where he's walking through Las Vegas and it's like giant it's just orange
0: concrete statues of like naked women with high heels. I, I actually did a U and I got so into this film that I went and watched how they filmed that scene because I was like so excited by it. And I watched like how they did it with all the models and the lights above and stuff. <laughs> it's oh, really cool. so good.
1: And uh so cool. that was uh inspired that entire sequence by uh like the cinematographer. He saw a picture of the Sydney Opera House in Australia after a dust ah. storm. And if you see like the picture of that, it does look exactly like this scene. But it's so Ooh. cool. And he yeah, he he runs into Deckard, who is Harrison Ford's character, and mm-hmm. they he basically explains what happened with the kid and all that. Because in the original Blade Runner, he like falls in love with a replicant mm-hmm. and there's a big, big argument. I don't know if you know this, about the first Blade Runner. Probably About whether Deckard is a replicant or not. Mm. And that's still not cleared up in this.
0: No, but he ages, so can they age? I suppose they 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 can. The ones with
1: open-ended lifespans can, yeah. Of um, course, yeah. It's Wallace. Uh, The guy's name's Wallace. Um, Oh, yeah,
0: not Warren. Close. Wallace.
1: He sort of insinuates later on in the film that Deckard and Rachel, who is the replicant that he falls in love with in the original were both programmed to fall in love and that the Tyrell Corporate like the Tyrell guy had worked out how to make them be able to procreate. And like mm. she was perf they were perfectly built for each other to fall in love so that they would procreate. Um Aww. so again, take is is it choice? Is it not? Does it matter? Because they loved each other. All that sort of yeah. shears. Oh it um, is interesting.
0: Also one of my favourite scenes in the whole film is when he meets Harrison Ford and they have a fight in like a theatre in this building And it's like hologram Elvis performing, but it's like the most like almost disturbing sequence because the music keeps going on and off really loud. There's like strobe lights. Elvis keeps like going giant and then small again. And there's like cabaret dancers. And it's just when there's no music, it's completely silent and dark. And it's really quite freaky. But it's one of my favorite scenes in the whole film.
1: That scene was nearly cut.
0: What? Oh my god! I'm so glad they left it, was, it in because it was, it was much amazing. longer,
1: and the the sequence with all the stuff on the, the holograms and stuff. There were going to be more in it, and the music was going to be playing while they were fighting. But because mm-hmm. it was like such a complicated setup for filming it and stuff, the cut the cut of it was really shit, and they didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they other the cinematographer took it himself and cut it, and he cut out most of the music, and then just put in those choppy bits, and it make made it a bit more atmospheric and more like a chase That's sequence amazing. more than a fight sequence. Yeah. Yeah, it's just oh, it's just so good.
0: Just it's fucking It's just love this so film. good
1: Oh my god. <laughs> and then uh yeah, basically they track Ryan Gosling, they capture Harrison Ford and mm-hmm. he he meets Wallace and Wallace is like I know who you are. I know that you, tell me what you know about the kid, tell me where where the kid is. And he's yeah. like I don't know. I I never part of the plan was that I never knew where the kid was going to be because we wanted to protect her. Yeah and then it's like an incentive to tell him he brings in a recreation of his love Rachel
0: yeah very spooky uncanny valley cgi face i was going to say
1: did you know that it was cgi
0: yeah it very it, it's the mouth it's always the mouth so
1: here's the thing in the cinema i find this i find this with the marvel films as well in the cinema the cgi looks fine like when i watched it in the cinema I could not mm. have told you that it was CGI, mm. but then yeah, when you watch it on the TV at home, I don't know some, I don't know about the size, the, uh, the aspect ratio, what whatever mm. it is, it always looks really janky. Like
0: I almost feel like it's your senses are overwhelmed when you're in the cinema and you've got so much screen to look at. Yeah. whereas like in at home, your your screen's smaller, so you're kind of taking it all in, in, and you're less like overwhelmed. In the Marvel
1: films, like I always feel like in like Captain America: Civil War, when they're at the airport and they're all mm. talking before they fight, and Tony's got his helmet off of his Iron Man costume. He just looks like a floaty head. But he like does. when But when I watched it in the cinema, that looked fine. But then when yeah. it's on the TV, it's like, this looks shit. It's um, weird, isn't it? But uh, that was a big big reveal, because like, there was loads of secrecy surrounding this film before it came out. They didn't release any of like the plot details. All the trailers or promotional material didn't reveal anything about what the plot was going to be. Yeah, and, um, very vague. So Sean Young, who played... Rachel in the original film, Mm -hmm. obviously, they needed a young version of her. She was 57 at the time of filming, so they had to do that's Mm. why they had to do the de aging thing. She was on set and gave the actress, who has been her body double, like tips on how to do her walk and all this sort of shit. But then they made her, Sean Young, deny any involvement in the film and they denied that she wasn't going to be in it so that no one knew that she was going to be in it Uh, to the point that she said. When asked that she, like by reporters and stuff, that she'd never been asked by the producers to be in the film and that she wanted <laughs> people to boycott the movie if she wasn't in it. And um, that maybe. dedication. Be, that maybe backfired because this didn't do too well at the box office. But um, they, they. I also... don't think
0: it didn't do too well at the box office because she said that. I think it just. I don't know. I don't know, actually. It's interesting, isn't it? Well, I don't think the marketing was very good for this film.
1: Well, at yeah. The time. Ridley, Ridley Scott and the director um denny Villeneuve. who do you you know who what else he's directed nope oh no that's someone else sorry
0: oh Oh. i was gonna say
1: he directed la la land but that's not this film no Um, sorry i got i got my movies fixed up then what did i just say
0: fixed up
1: move movies mixed up films mixed up i wanted to say i think i'm having a stroke send help (laughs) um god
0: someone call an ambulance jesus
1: yeah they said they blamed the movie's length and the slow pacing.
0: It was, I think I read an article, film. I read, I read a like headline article last night of Ridley Scott saying that he admits Blade Runner 2049 was too long.
1: <laughs> he, yeah, he says that he thinks it's about half an hour too long, but he was like, Which, I, I take, yeah. I take some credit for that because like he, he wrote the script. So like, this
0: film, there was a, quite a few sequences that I thought didn't need to be so long. Like one that comes to mind is the end fight um, where they're sort of, being the ships being flooded and yeah they're I I think that could have been five minutes shorter which doesn't sound like a lot but if it can make it two hours bang on instead of over two hours then it's worth cutting some stuff out but I found the whole film and like the long swooping shots of just like aesthetic goodness with like the music which I don't know how to describe the like atmospheric like I want to try and mimic it you know like the zzzz, yeah <laughs> like the <zzzz> noises
1: <laughs> it is very atmospheric isn't it and very like
0: yeah it's it's long I found swooping it very shots pleasing. of architecture and i enjoyed it though like well, i found it very pleasing my
1: my only note for this entire film was i love the aesthetics because <laughs> you've messaged me saying i've got so many notes for blader and i can't wait to talk about it and i was like i've got one note because i just yeah i made one note at the beginning and then i was like oh, i'm just gonna watch the film because i enjoy the my film my first
0: note is jared leto kissing a baby question <laughs> mark because okay he doesn't kiss a baby he does kiss a newborn replicant that's covered in like amniotic goop which which
1: he then like cuts her womb out
0: yeah it it's so gross and when he kisses this like fresh replicant Oh, oh my god! He, I'm he's, <laughs> he's a lot
1: better in it than I remember him being. Actually, he, was, he I,
0: kisses this goopy baby, and there's a string between their mouths. And I just wanted to, to commit. It, it ruined my day. <laughs> do
1: you want to know what weird fully committee actory thing he did for this film?
0: I really do, yeah, because I've got a note that just says he's playing
1: himself. <laughs> his, his character's blind. Mm-hmm. He he did a lot of work with like blind ch- charity associations and stuff to to find out about blind people as well, but he also <laughs> he also chose to wear fully opaque contact lenses so mm. he couldn't see for all of his mm. scenes.
0: I do kind of respect that, actually.
1: Um, but yeah, I, I thought he was a lot better in this the second time. Well, well, this is the third time I've watched it. But when I watched it originally, I remember thinking, like, he's just doing, like, generic wanker actor.
0: Yeah, sometimes... Jack, I mean it's no secret I'm a big 30 Seconds to Mars fan I love Jared Leto but sometimes you do just watch him in films and think you're just you're doing the Jared Leto thing and you're being deliberately weird but I did think he was fantastic in this he played it so well and I don't think anyone else could have done it the same well he wasn't the original choice oh who was oh my god who was
1: (laughs) Um, the the original choice for this character was David Bowie but he died before the film could be shot
0: oh that's sad yeah David Bowie oh
1: David Bowie
0: Oh, I don't know if I like him for that. Obviously, I David Bowie, I'm but... man.
1: I'm making bloody replicants, dude. <laughs> That's my David Bowie impression. It's the terror of knowing what this world is about. Watching some good friends screaming, let me out.
0: People so on the street. Musical, Did that day?
1: <laughs> That's my under-pressure David Bowie impression. Bowie. That, um...
0: That was amazing. That was genuinely life alteringly amazing, Tom. <laughs> wow.
1: Is there life on Mars?
0: <laughs> it's a God
1: of sound affair. I wish
0: you I wish you guys could see what Tom is doing with his shoulders. He's you just to like, do
1: the bowing doing
0: shoulder circles. <laughs> Jesus. Oh,
1: God. Anyway. I mean,
0: I would do I would do Blade Runner to the tune of some 30 Seconds to Mars song, but I don't think anyone needs that or would even know what the song is. So no. <laughs> it's hardly iconic, is it? But it's got Mars oh, in the title, dear. though,
1: interestingly. 30 Seconds to Mars, uh, Life on Mars.
0: Connexion. Uh, oh, oh. Connexion. Connection. Yeah, I had quite a lot of notes for this film, but I think I've covered a lot of them already.
1: It's just really um, one pretty in it.
0: <laughs> my one of my notes was, Ryan Gosling is so fucking cool.
1: Oh, right, so... Um,
0: I had this is just Thor Ragnarok question mark when he crashes into like the scrapyard. I was like, "Fucking oh, what's yeah, his face yeah, is yeah. going to come out?" Jeff Goldblum's going to come out and kidnap him. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my notes. Um, what else? I
1: realized that early on in this series of Ryan Gosling, I was like, "I just, I just think Ryan Gosling gets beat up really well," and I couldn't remember why I, th- I had this, and it's because in this film he just gets beat up so much, and it's when he's yeah. got like the he's got his nose broken and he's just like. Uh, and then he dies at the end, or does he die? I don't yeah. know.
0: I think it's unconfirmed.
1: Yeah, but I feel, I feel like, I feel like he should die because he's just so. cool. Because there's he's that, the that, thing, that whole person. thing about the most human thing he can do is to die for a, a cause that he believes in. Because the basically mm. the replicant resistance, like they ask him to kill Harrison Ford's character, so that he can never reveal where the child is, and he goes against their orders and like reunites him with his daughter, who it turns out is the woman who makes. All the memories, oh.
0: bum, bum, bum. Dun, dun, dun.
1: but yeah, i think, I thought it was quite good because yeah it, it does set up him to be like the chosen one, doesn't it it
0: does yeah like really yeah. heavily,
1: and then I think it I think it's good that it turns out that it's not him
0: he's just a normal could, guy he's
1: just he could have been anyone, he just <laughs> could have know. been you and then another another thing that they've said that they put into the film is that, that like humanity is basically shit. Uh, Because he is, (laughs) he's the only character in the film that like reacts emotionally to things. Ryan Gosling's character, Mm. like all the all the humans in the film, are like, "Go kill the kid." Yeah, all very very unemotional and unfeeling. Whereas he's like, he has several outbursts and reacts emotionally to things. It's just such a good film.
0: It's just good. Go watch it. It's fantastic.
1: And then just again on the. You're not doing well at the box office, the director said, I realised that I've made the most expensive art house movie in cinema history. <laughs> because
0: Robert Pattinson's gutted, he didn't get cast. Yeah, yeah, he really is.
1: <laughs> I don't think there's anything else more that we can say about it, really.
0: No, it was just, it was very good, very beautiful. Ryan Gosling's a fantastic actor. Um, Anna Diamas has nice boobs. Boobs.
1: <laughs> boobs. And uh, <laughs> I think it's one of those rare occasions where the sequel's better than the original, right?
0: In my opinion, yeah, I think a lot of people would agree.
1: It's just a shame that there's probably not going to be any more. Um, yeah. I think you could probably do a lot more with the story. But, you know, just not to be. Maybe just leave it as just, it is. Hollywood.
0: Yeah, don't ruin it. Don't ruin it. Don't do a Shrek 3.
1: Or Sh- Shrek 4.
0: Yeah, don't do it. Just leave it. Just leave it. Shrek 2 was perfect. Chef's kiss. <laughs> Shrek's kiss. Well- <laughs>
1: Should we give it a rating then?
0: Yeah. Let's do it.
1: So if you're joining us for the first time, our rating system is always based on the actor's name that we are talking about. So Ryan, the Goose Gosling, we've gone for, is it a Juicy Goosey or a Lucy Goosey? Mm -hmm. Uh, Juicy Mm -hmm. being good, Lucy being bad. (laughs) And or sometimes we come up with a pun based off the film's name. Yes, we do. Have you got any film-based puns for this one, Emma?
0: No, I, I did briefly have the idea of, was it Blade Runner or Bitch Runner. <laughs> but I don't know if that's negative enough. Bitch Runner actually sounds quite cool. <laughs>
1: bitch Runner. Blade or Runner 2049. Blade run-, Blade run Away. Or Blade Runner 2040. Fine.
0: Fine. Yes. So it was definitely Blade Runner 2049. Or, or should it be
1: the other way around and the fine be the good one and it'd be Blade Runner 2040. Fine. <laughs> Why do you always do this? <laughs> <laughs> I just think, you know, you got to mix these up. Go against against the, the thing. Because also, I want to be able to say that this film is Blade Runner 2040. Fine!
0: <laughs> I would. I would 100% agree. It was great.
1: Just good juicy. quality content. Juicy, 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 all the way down.
0: Yas.
1: <laughs> Yas! Yes. Gonna get a fucking How ya
0: <laughs> How <are> ya <you? laughs>
1: Wow. People are going to be like, what the fuck is that?
0: Anyway, fucking hell. Let's move Let's on, Let's move shall we? on to
1: First Man, shall we? First Man. <laughs> First Man is a film about Neil Armstrong. Going to the moon. He went to the moon in 1969. Yep. Uh, and it's just about that, isn't it? Really?
0: Yeah, and Claire Foy being a bit cross and... <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm Claire Foy and I'm a little bit cross. <laughs> Am I wrong, though? <laughs> You're not wrong. And I've got nothing against Claire Foy, but she's just a bland human, isn't she?
0: In this, she is. I mean, as the queen, she's fucking fantastic. oh, yeah, I love yeah. the Crown. But yeah, <laughs> I've got some quotes from this film, but they're all they're all from Luke <laughs> about the film. Oh well,
1: we can we can share quotes because I watched this with my sister, and she was oh, okay. she was firing off quotes.
0: Should we um should we do a bit about the film properly, and then we'll do a couple of quotes? Yeah, yeah, to, go for it. Just to spice things up. So I mean. We pretty much covered it it's about neil armstrong being the first man on the moon it's kind of it's a biopic biopic don't know how you say it about how it sort of affects him and his family it starts with his young daughter who's having chemotherapy and sadly dies and that sort of puts a wedge between him and his puts wife a bit of a and it's on all things
1: doesn't it it
0: it, the it brings the mood death. down it it brings the mood down quite significantly and um sort of yeah, Neil Armstrong loses quite a lot of his friends and colleagues on the way through various tests and things that go wrong. And it's quite sad um, a lot of the time. The Because he's a man, he, so can't, he can't
1: emote, you
0: know. No, he can't. He can't cry. He just looks blankly at the wall and shows no emotion and talks to his children as if he's being interviewed. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> that seems which, so awkward, isn't it?
0: Yeah, so there's a scene where... He basically is going on the mish to the moon. And Claire Foy's like, you're going to fucking tell these kids that you might not come you're back. Going on I'm the not mish. fucking doing it for you. Hey, <laughs> you're kids, going on the I'm fucking mish. I'm going on mish. the mish. Yeah.
1: Don't so you love it when you go up makes... on the mish with the <laughs> lads? <laughs>
0: <laughs> the moon mish. Come um... on, Buzz,
1: mate. Let's go on the mish.
0: <laughs> and she makes it See a you later, Claire. Says... I'm going on the
1: mish. I don't know what time I'll be back. Don't wait up, Claire. Because by the time I've been on this mish, I'm going to need a month of quarantine. Let me tell you, it's going to be a big <laughs> or dirty I'll be mish. fucking
0: dead, or I'll be fucking dead. <laughs> um, and yeah, he, he sits uh, go his hard to go down, home. I say, and he's like, um, and they're they're asking him questions like, "Will you come home?" And he's he's literally like he's been interviewed on TV. Like, well, there are, um there are some risks associated with with the mish. He's um, like, and, we hope we'll, yeah. we
1: hope we'll come home. Let's yeah, agree. it's
0: it's yeah, it's it's not good, is it? Neil Armstrong was emotionally stunted. Well, apparently, I think.
1: Mark Armstrong and Rick Armstrong, his sons, have said that First Man is the most accurate portrayal of their father, Neil Armstrong, and their mother, Janet Armstrong.
0: Well, that's quite good then.
1: I think I always wow. like when a biopic doesn't display the main character in a wholly good light. Yeah, you know what it's I mean? sort of
0: yeah, yeah. Because
1: sometimes they can glorify people very McCartney. real. Like it was very real. There's not any of there's not any of like your your classic biopic thing where like so I'm thinking of like in Bohemian Rhapsody, where pe- there's a like guy that's like, "You boys in Queen, you'll never make a name for yourself. <laughs> Bohemian yeah. Rhapsody is gonna be the worst song that I've ever heard. No one will listen to really this. Really corny,
0: shit. on the nose bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. It's like oh,
1: well, we know that Bohemian Rhapsody is a good song. Like no, no one's like, listen here, Armstrong.
0: You'll never make it to the moon. What are you gonna do?
1: <laughs> I, or, like no one says like oh, yeah, that'll happen when man walks on the moon or something like that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, there's none of that. It's
0: very it's very real. It's, yeah, quite a lot of raw emotions. It shows the impact on all the families. And, like, Claire Foy is friends with another space wife, I guess, is the only word I can space use. Space mom. Who? <laughs> space mom. Where's the who real space moms husband. of...
1: Um that's a that's a reality show that i'd want to watch
0: but the, oh my god the cast is so good i love jason clark i'm so happy whenever i see him on my screen he's great
1: is he um <laughs> the weird looking dude who's in one of the terminator films
0: yeah 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 that's him yeah that's he's great that's the badger and then buzz aldrin is played by that guy who's in billions which if you haven't watched it you should because it's fucking
1: brilliant and he's also um bringing it back to marvel he's yellow jacket in ant-man
0: yes 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 he is
1: so, she's saying that it feels quite real. Uh, this mm-hmm. was filmed on 16mm camera for scenes on land and 35mm for scenes in space. Ooh. To create the feeling that you were actually watching the film in 1969.
0: I tell you what, they're clever, aren't they? These are. Yeah.
1: And as I, these tried to, as I tried to mention during Blade Runner, this is the same director as La La Land.
0: Got you. Okay. Do you know what, though? I don't think you would know it. Like... Now you've mentioned the fact that they used the camera to create the feeling, and that's something that he also did in La La Land. That makes sense. But if you'd, if you'd said to me, who did the director of. Who do you think the director of First Man also directed? Who did a Ryan the directing of
1: this? Is that who what you did. Nearly who said? done
0: the directing of Did Done That? Who Done It? I wouldn't have known.
1: <laughs> well, this is also his first film not about music mm. because uh, he directed Whiplash before La La Land. Good film. Mm. Very good. Never actually seen that. You've not enough. seen Whiplash. No, I've not seen a Whiplash. No.
0: <gasps> you should watch it. You really like it. It's fucking brilliant. Another J.K. Simmons.
1: Brilliant, mate. Fucking another J.K.
0: Simmons number.
1: Well, yeah, I think that's why he's in La La Land. Is like a yeah. little
0: whew,
1: nod to that. Although he's not in First a Man. Little... He's not in First Man.
0: No, no, he's not.
1: So yeah, it's a. Uh, it's just a very heartfelt film, isn't it? About all this it shit is, that yeah. goes on. Um, Ryan's very good at in it. I think. He did. He, he did loads so of good. research into Neil Armstrong, from what I was reading.
0: I can believe it. I honestly and he, can.
1: He's the one that discovered the fact that he'd written a musical when he was at college. Like you know, there's that line Aww. about him writing a musical. He's the one. Yeah. That...
0: The um. What what do they call it? Ecolage or something? College uh, backwards.
1: So I've got it down here somewhere. Ah, uh, I can't find my notes now.
0: The mystical land of El Ecolage, Elajac, Azure lock? lock.
1: Yeah, it's college backwards.
0: Yeah, I feel like I should have got that about five minutes ago. And, but... <laughs>
1: uh, and the fact that uh, Neil Armstrong loved the theremin, which, mm. do you know what a theremin is?
0: No. Have you ever
1: seen that musical instrument that's like a block and then it's got like two antennae on it? As you move your hand in closer and further away, it goes... Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, used oh. a lot in sci-fi music. Oh, um, cool. Well, he discovered that Neil Armstrong fucking loved that. And so as, <laughs> as a result of that, they then incorporated that instrument into the film's score.
0: That's nice. Wow. As a
1: little nod to that.
0: How thoughtful.
1: Yeah, so thoughtful.
0: Space is fucking cool, man. Like, right. So this is what we going to get film, onto like, as well. This is space so is, cool.
1: Space is cool. But fucking terrifying.
0: Yeah, the the scene where the um so there's a scene where they're connecting to the space station to they're docking on the space station. So I don't know, check it out. It's not. It's not,
1: spa- it's not space. station.
0: What is it? What, it's it's what is just it? like
1: oh, what's it called now? I can't remember. The, yeah, the space station didn't exist yet. But
0: oh, ooh, that's my what, that, space history as like well. That's
1: like a recent thing. The space station. Is it? Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, okay. Because at, at this point, inflated. we're in the space
1: race, Emma. The International Space Station okay. is like a collaboration between all the different nations.
0: Well, f- coming from the man wearing a Pizza Planet jumper, I'm not surprised you know so much about space. I love so space. thank you for. Thank you for educating me.
1: But it's it's basically they were trying to prove that they could dock two vessels in space.
0: Yeah, and they it we're going to need
1: to do that for the space mission. Spins mission. out of
0: control like it's Neil Armstrong and his his mate Oh, I can't remember his name. Sorry. Sorry to that guy. Um but it spins so fast like 320 fucking revolutions a minute apparently, or some shit.
1: apparently that was uh, exaggerated for the film.
0: Well, it freaked me out <laughs> yeah but freaked space, space is horrible
1: like i never forget watching gravity Have you seen gravity
0: no oh my don't god don't
1: hate me oh
0: is that sandra bullock
1: yeah yeah and Jorge i need it. in um <laughs> space but she gets like detached oh and is like floating off into space oh my god just terrifying it no is scary
0: you. isn't it but it's really cool like oh wow. yeah space
1: cool as, cool as shit man yeah oh uh, but yeah so i've got some quotes for you
0: okay from the film or from your sister from my sister okay
1: so it's not long started. My sister works in the nursery. I should say this. Cute. Not many kids want to be an astronaut these days. Was her first Ooh. comment. It's a fair point, actually. Why do we need to know what's on other planets? Just send the robots up there. Why? <laughs> she's very against going to the moon. She's I like love it's, you, a waste of, it's a waste of money. I love you. And then she's the- brilliant. <laughs> the first bit. He's uh He's like, in, it opens with him on like a flight mission, and he's gone up to just out of the atmosphere, and he's trying to re-enter to see whether they could like exit the atmosphere. And it goes a bit mm-hmm. wrong, and he's like, he nearly doesn't make re-entry because he doesn't come in at a hard enough angle. So he's like, mm-hmm. basically like skimming a stone off the top of the atmosphere, and he he lands in the wrong place or something. And the the guy on the radio is like, "Oh, you've landed a tad short." And she's like, "Never mind a tad short. I've just bounced off the fucking atmosphere, mate." <laughs> Again, very fucking good point. And then at the end of the film, when he, he like, so they get to the moon and he, he goes to this crater, which apparently this did happen. He, he detoured, went away from the group and goes to this crater, but no one Mm. knows what happened when he went to the crater. But in Mm. the artistic license of this film, he's taken with him his daughter's bracelet and he drops the bracelet into the bracelet, into the crater. And that's like his farewell to his daughter. Um, oh, that's sweet. So it's the one, one moment of weakness, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, my sister said, "Bit long to, bit of a long way to go to reflect on your life, innit? I was <laughs> like, oh, wow. Just that's cut through so that, cut that, that emotional, that emotional uh, baggage there. And then <laughs> someone c- congratulates Claire Foy's character. Um, like, say, oh, well done, Mrs. Armstrong, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, she didn't fly to the fucking moon. What are they congratulating her for? <laughs> it's like, wow. It's just a very... <laughs> Very cutting. Kind of agree. Very cutting uh, <laughs> commentary of this film that I had whilst watching it.
0: Mine was just ridiculous. So there's a obviously Neil Armstrong, Ryan Gosling is in his spacesuit and he's got the sort of like ear protectors on. Mm. Like I don't know what what they're called, but Luke just went huh, nice earmuffs. <laughs> 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 like,
1: oh. <Fuck's> <laughs> Um, you're going, going to need another, your ears warm in space.
0: There's another bit where um, Ryan Gosling is just in his house, just wearing his shirt. I think he was at his desk. And um, Luke just went, God, he really is just the all-American husband, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> and then um, Cola, our cat, was watching the film with us on the sofa because she loves movies. <laughs> and um, Luke just looked at her. <laughs> he looked at her and he went, imagine not knowing what the moon is. Like, Cola has no concept of the moon.
1: That's and deep, I was man. like,
0: damn, damn, you're right. Wow. And I was looking at her like, you don't know what the moon is. You don't know.
1: When you leave <laughs> you the house, there. She, she doesn't know where you go.
0: No, it's crazy, isn't Sometimes it? Sometimes you Mad. just
1: cease to exist for a bit.
0: And then, yeah, I started talking about, you know, how hot the certain planets are. And I was like, oh, I wonder how hot Mercury is. I bet it's fucking boiling because it's well close to the sun. So Luke Googled <laughs> it and he was like... It's only four hundred twenty-six degrees Celsius. I really thought Mercury would be hotter than that. I mean, we can we can boil water to thousands of degrees, and it's only four hundred twenty-six. De- Does that seem right to you? <laughs> it was So funny. I was just like, you're spiraling over rewind the rewind To your of highly
1: scientific diagnosis of mm-hmm. Mercury is well close to the Sun.
0: <laughs> am, am I wrong? <laughs> Compared well to us, well close. <laughs> it's like neighbours. <laughs>
1: Oh my god! It's
0: fucking next door. Oh, I'd isn't love it? to see a scientific
1: report. It's like <laughs> we managed to get the, me- the metal, managed to survive temperatures of well hot.
0: <laughs> Look, I am not a fucking scientist. I am just a girl. How far is it to the moon?
1: Well, far, quite far. <laughs> uh, I don't oh need dear. this.
0: I don't need this. I am an English graduate, yeah, not a physics graduate. Yeah.
1: Oh god. Brav
0: fam. Would you like to brother. know
1: how much an astronaut makes?
0: Um, yes. How much what they make? Money. Yeah. Well, at
1: the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Apollo astronauts were considered government employees, with most at the rank of captain. Regardless yeah. of their substantial education, the average yearly income for these astronauts in the 1960s was $17,000.
0: What's that now? Like, 35 grand or something? Uh,
1: 112000 in 2019 money.
0: Oh. oh, that's quite a lot. <laughs>
1: Uh, Do you not think that's enough? Not for astronauts, surely. Mm. They were also not paid hazard pay. The fuck? And they were paid an extra per diem of $8 a day, so $56 in 2019 money, for each day they spent in a spacecraft. However, however, However. the per diem was pre-deduction and they were deducted for living expenses when aboard as food and a bed was provided for them.
0: That is just So they were like, "Oh, we'll send you to we'll send it. you to
1: space, but we're going to charge you rent."
0: That is some bullshit. I I just want to talk. Pull up NASA. I just want to
1: talk. <laughs> I mean, well, I don't know what they pay them now. Maybe they get paid more now, but
0: I do feel as though it's the same as like doctors and stuff. Like I don't think people become an astronaut because they want to make loads and loads of money. They yeah, do yeah, because yeah, they yeah. love it. However, that that is bullshit. But they the should fact be paid. That they don't a
1: lot receive more than any that. hazard pay. When yeah, as like, we see two like, of them die. Or died, yeah, originally. Yeah, they
0: die. And also injuries. Like it's not like healthcare's free. I mean, I'm sure they get insurance, but still. Yeah. For their families, you would think they would get some sort of payout. It's
1: just not on, is it, really? It's just am Google.
0: On. NASA astronaut wages 2021. Oh, my God. It starts at $65,000, and they can earn up to $100,000 a year. NASA, pull up. Pull your finger out, NASA. Mad. What are you doing, lads? I am big mad.
1: I mean, and then... Wow. Uh, well, going to say. Oh, yeah. So Neil Armstrong uh, was technically a civilian. Oh. So, like, he didn't have a, that higher rank. Uh, and there's only two civilians have walked on the moon of, like... I think there's, like, 13 people have worked, walked on the moon. Hmm. And only two of them are civilians, and the rest of them have been, like, US Air Force, like, colonels and shit. Ooh. But he was te- technically a civilian when he walked on the moon. So he was the first civilian in space, and also the first civilian and the first man to walk on the moon.
0: God. That's pretty impressive, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know what I haven't heard anyone what I can't speak, oh my god. Do you know who I haven't heard from in a while? Tim Peake. Was he up to?
1: Uh I don't know. He's not on the space station like anymore, is all he all over
0: the news for a bit. Like is he still an astronaut?
1: Probably. I think he's doing something he's else like now. Mo- but he was he was, like he was all over the hero. news because he was the first like Brit on the space station, right? Or something like yeah. that.
0: Yeah. I remember him being all over the news like a couple of years ago. He went to the University of Portsmouth. Isn't that cool?
1: <laughs> I guess. <laughs> If, if went, you're
0: into the University of Portsmouth, I guess it's cool.
1: Thumbs up? <laughs> is Portsmouth, a, <laughs> well g- Portsmouth a good university? No, which is why it's impressive. Oh, right, okay.
0: Because it's just a bit like... Out- mm. b-
1: badmouth in Portsmouth University? Jesus Christ.
0: Well, let me check. Can you imagine if they're actually like in the top ten? <laughs> Maybe. Anyway.
1: Anyway, should we review this film? Should we give it a rating? It's a good film, isn't it?
0: Let's give it a rating.
1: Is it First Man or...
0: First... first, ooh, first last here? Man. First <laughs>
1: Here... Am I floating around my tin can? David Bowie reference. Boom! Pew pew pew! Second of the episode.
0: Can you can you do that one more time so I know what to say when I rate it? Was that the good one?
1: No, it's the bad one because he's floating around in space. And in 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 the song Space Oddity, it's insinuated that the spaceman dies.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Aww, that's sad. I like that song. <laughs> Clearly, never been to Can you <laughs> hear me, Major
1: Tom? Can you hear me, Major Tom? Here am I floating around my tin can, far above the earth. Planet Earth is blue. But how would he
0: be singing if he's dead?
1: Well, no, he's, he, they've lost control of the spacecraft and he's just floating off into space.
0: I miss David Bowie. He's so good.
1: <laughs> or it, I think it's a juicy goosey, which is interesting because it's, I saw this in the cinema juicy. and I didn't enjoy it in the cinema. But
0: I too saw this in the cinema and thought it was boring. And you know what, Tom? I'm fully putting it down to the fact I'm a big Ryan Gosling fan now because at the time I couldn't have cared less about Ryan Gosling.
1: Oh, maybe it's that then.
0: Whereas now I think I'm just so utterly overwhelmingly delighted to see him in anything that i just really enjoyed it
1: <laughs> maybe maybe that's what it is i don't know yeah i, I just thought it was interesting interesting watch i think maybe yeah, it's a I little bit too long spacey
0: in a while so
1: it's a little bit too yeah. long but
0: mm, it is. like
1: by the time they were landing on the moon i was like i'll just just end it with them landing on the moon i don't need to see about him like going into quarantine and all this, do you know what I mean?
0: No, it was a bit too real as well. What yeah. in COVID times? Don't want to think about quarantine. Yeah, no. Let me out.
1: <laughs> um, but Yeah, good film. And then yeah. we'll we'll move on finally then to my favourite shapes by Julio Torres.
0: Yes, a comedy special of randomness. Yeah, it's the one of the weirdest comedy specials I think I've ever watched. It's this comedian who I personally had never heard of, telling the audience. I think, I think about... he's
1: an SNL writer.
0: Yeah, well, he is funny as fuck. Like, I don't know what you thought, but this is, like, my exact brand of humour. Like, everything about this made me laugh. It was like a laugh a minute for me. I thought it was fantastic. Even though Ryan Gosling is in it for 30 seconds as a voiceover.
1: Can I can I do you an impression of me watching this?
0: You hated it, didn't you? You hated it.
1: This is me watching this. <laughs> that was, like, the occasional snort of air. That it got from me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If I, it just didn't hit for me, and I was like, maybe it's it just this, maybe I don't get his brand of humor. So I watched some more of his stuff on YouTube afterwards, and yeah, just the stuff that I found funny was the stuff that didn't involve props. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So, so he's like quite quite heavily a prop comic, right? Yeah, yeah. So he yeah. uses a lot of props, and I I found. There's a bit where he's talking about the Flintstones.
0: Yeah, that that killed me. That was funny. Yeah.
1: But that was more he, you know, he was acting at a scene. Uh, what else did I find funny? Oh, the Hunchback of Notre Dame, where he gets that the, got me. Yeah,
0: the little McDonald's toy. Yeah, that yeah. was that
1: was funny. But he, I don't know, I it just didn't click for me, and I because it, it's quite surreal comedy as well, and I I usually like that kind of stuff, but it just didn't just didn't click i I think
0: i was i mean don't laugh because obviously his name is like spanish but i was excited that he wasn't like just some generic american white man because that's what i was expecting and i'm just i'm bored of all of those comedians i don't care for them anymore so i was excited to see it's like a spanish guy on this stage which looks like something from like a 90s sci-fi film telling stories about his childhood and i think he's our age so i was relating to like everything he said and the moment that ryan gosling comes in he pulls out this like penguin chase game and i fucking had that game my face (laughs) i was like i had that and it's like i don't know what it was called but you have three penguins a black a red and a blue one and isn't a penguin race or something something like that and they like climb up the stairs and then they go all around this like little slide and then they keep climbing and climbing and going round and round and I had that exact thing and I just felt so much joy I think this whole thing just felt very nostalgic for me but it was hilarious as well because of his commentary I just found it brilliant and then yeah anyway Ryan Gosling is the voice of this blue penguin because it cuts away into these little scenes that are narrated but I think one of them's Emma Stone as well yeah
1: there's three um, the first one is lin-manuel miranda
0: yeah
1: second is ryan gosling and then the third's emma stone so the fourth time yeah. he's worked with emma stone yeah inverted and commas i just thought it
0: was really funny it wasn't a difficult hour of my life which it, i thought it was so going to be it
1: wasn't like i wasn't sat there like oh my god when's this gonna end like i sat there and watched mm-hmm. it and it went by quick, pretty quickly yeah. but I, I just didn't get it do you know what i mean it's fair
0: enough Like, I don't know. I'm very much about the deadpan. Yeah, so the deadpan deadpan delivery
1: is great. Mm -hmm. And he did some stuff about like an airline curtain and and curtains in basements and stuff. That was quite funny.
0: It sounds like you found most of it funny, but you just didn't find it funny as a whole. Yeah. (laughs) I found bits of it funny, but then the bits
1: between the bits. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah. So there's like all that, I don't know. Like all the stuff about the animals. Mm. That was just strange to me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah the bit about the flintstones that did that actually got a, an audible laugh from me have i told you my fact about the flintstones i think i have on the podcast before but i'll tell it again
0: oh i think you have but go on
1: did you know that the people in dubai don't like the flintstones no but the people in abu dhabi do
0: <laughs> you have told this before i think this was in a robert pattinson episode <laughs>
1: uh good times um yeah there's not really a lot else <laughs> you can say about no. this is it it's all right if you like surrealist comedy uh, probably for you it just and it used that usually is for me but it just didn't land uh, I don't know I don't know what I was expecting
0: sad times but uh, sad it's times. You, a rating yeah sure it was juicy for me <sighs> I mean there wasn't enough Ryan Gosling in it for it to be like relevant yeah but it was all right I enjoyed it
1: it was prob, probs props Lucy for me I didn't that's sad that's sad times I didn't didn't click with me
0: fascinating though as we usually agree on things
1: yeah well, and we have a very similar sense of humor so we
0: do maybe you were just in a bad mood or maybe i was hyper
1: <laughs> maybe I don't yeah i think maybe on I a good it day it might have got it me, but yeah no didn't get cool. me today well well that takes us on then to the final the finale of the official ryan gosling rankings
0: we need some violins in here somewhere because I'm getting emotional now. It's getting towards the end.
1: How would you like me to read the final top five before we add to it?
0: Um, oh my god, I don't know. Um, a Spanish accent for Julio Torres?
1: Oh my god! <laughs> this is going to be so what? offensive. How do I do a Spanish <laughs> accent?
0: Oh my god, I don't know. You can do accents.
1: <laughs> not a not a good. Oh. Uh...
0: Fine, pick another one. Um, What else can we do for Ryan Gosling? Do your best Ryan Gosling impression.
1: (gasps) Oh my god. Yeah, Um, do that. How does he speak? He sort of has like a weird. He's Canadian, isn't he? But he's got like a. I always feel like he's got a bit of a New York accent.
0: (laughs) Here we go. In a number five. It's subtle, it's
1: subtle. subtle. (laughs) Number five. I can't do it. I can't do it without going for <laughs> number five. Right. Just, Just remember the Twin Inch <laughs> Don't, don't. Uh number four, the nice guys. Number three, mm-hmm. drive. Number two, the big short. And in at number one currently is La La Land.
0: Oh my god!
1: Right, where are we going to stick? Well, we'll we'll work our way backwards. Actually, where are yeah. we going to stick? My favourite shapes.
0: That can go somewhere down the bottom because, like, it didn't even really have him in it. I was and... willing.
1: I was willing to stick it second bottom.
0: It's better than Kung Fu. The legend continues.
1: Okay, if you say so.
0: <laughs> okay, cool. Sorry, Julio.
1: What about first man? First man.
0: Um, I. I think it was... Oh, my God.
1: Oh, my god!
0: I'm just looking at, like, all the movies. I think it was better than Place Beyond the Pines. Where's that? And Gangster Squad.
1: Gangster Squad.
0: It's not a top five. No. It was good, but not that good. What do you think?
1: Yeah, that's a good place for it.
0: So, for the listener, it's sandwiched between Lars and the Real Girl and Gangster Squad.
1: In at number 12. Yeah. And then Blade Runner 2049.
0: Got to be a top five, surely. It's got to be a top five. I think, oh my god! In in my Gosling opinion, it should be number five.
1: Number five, <laughs> get the fuck out! All
0: right, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think?
1: Right for me.
0: Okay. This yeah. is
1: a, and this is a concession that that I have made. Mm-hmm. I don't. For me, going into this series, I thought this was going to be number one. Okay. I don't think, in my heart of hearts, I could say that this is better than La La Land.
0: No. Do you think it's number two then?
1: Uh, looking at the list now, is it better than The Big Short? I th- I, I would watch Blade Runner over The Big Short.
0: Okay. Do you know what? Yeah. Okay. I'll allow it. <laughs> I will sanction this request.
1: Blade Runner 2049 is the only one of these that I felt the need to buy on a really good version of home media to be able well, to watch again.
0: that just says it all then really, doesn't it? And I, d- I do feel as though that... Yeah, that's fair. Yeah.
1: So... The I'm top five that. as it stands now is The Nice Guys at number five, Drive at number four, The Big Short at number three, Blade Runner 2049 at number two, and at, according to us, the official Ryan Gosling on a roll ranking, the best Ryan Oof. Gosling piece of media is La La Land. Who would have thought I... that we'd have been here when we started? Not me.
0: I don't think... Anyone can really argue with that because this is the official undisputed Ryan Gosling top five. And if you disagree, that just means that you're wrong, and that's okay. It's okay to be wrong. I particularly like getting into fights on Twitter. So if you send us a tweet at On A Roll Pod and tell us your thoughts, I'll fight you back. No problem.
1: I'll just say, yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you do you, boo. Sure, why not? Path of Least Resistance. Okay, yep. let's go into Letters. From the honour roll.
0: Ah, my favourite bit. This is my favourite bit, honestly. It's good, innit? Good, innit?
1: So this week we've got a few more emails. Ooh. The first one that we'll start off with is off some guy called Luke Pitchford.
0: um, (laughs) who Sounds like a perv. (laughs) Yeah, may or
1: may not be in a relationship with one of us.
0: Um, (laughs) Tom, you're such a lucky boy.
1: Yeah, I know, right?
0: Oh, by the way, I I should just tell you quickly, Luke didn't like Blade Runner 2049. What
1: the fuck? (laughs) I know you live together, but is it too late for you to move out? Uh, no. Do you have the, the lead name on the lease? Like, can you kick him out?
0: Because...
1: <laughs> right. Uh, he says, hi, both. Firstly, keep up the great work. It's a bit cheap coming from you now, Luke, after you've slagged off Blade huh? <laughs> Uh, To be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> secondly, I can't believe Harriet did me like that, saying I'm clearly not a creative absolutely humdings of clearly you're not an academic ariel burdette x factor series five <laughs> so that's in reference to the fact that emma's friend harriet said that luke wasn't a creative and that's why he didn't cry at the end of la la land it's a fair point so he's just standing up for himself we've we asked a few people to get in touch about how they're how they feel about blade runner uh, no, la la land <laughs> um, blade runner on the brain my friend bobby who's a friend of the show has written in before. He said he finds it yeah. sad, yeah, but he doesn't cry. And he finds it sad because he thinks that both endings are sad. Mm. Not, neither ending is particularly happy because they both have to make, you know, sacrifices. And That's I found true. that quite interesting. So he doesn't think that there yeah. is a happy ending. And Luke says that he did not cry at the end of La La Land. The reason he doesn't cry is because he thinks it's a happy ending. <sighs> so we've got a split opinion here. They've both achieved their dreams despite going separate ways and are clearly both happy even though they're not together, all perfectly captured with a humble nod to one another. I
0: I can't really argue, but I do think that he's got a cold, dead, black heart for not crying.
1: Yeah. I've also had people say to me that it's the music that makes them cry, not necessarily the story.
0: Yeah, me and Sebastian's theme gets me good, if I'm honest.
1: Sebastian's theme and I. Oh, Mia, you said.
0: (laughs) yeah that was me being <laughs> a grammar dickhead twat. and it
1: it you backfired twat. uh and then yeah. we've got an email from marcus duffy here
0: Ooh, duff bag
1: another friend of the show mm. what's up he says you guys are hilarious thank you for saying so thanks we know big big fan long time listener first time emailer is this the first email you've ever sent or just to us
0: <laughs> this is the first email i've ever sent well, it's very in my well life. laid out
1: marcus i have to say for mm. your very first email <laughs> firstly thanks for the pod it's one of my favourite parts of the week, and I put that down to the excellent chat on the show from both of you. I'm glad someone Aww. thinks it's excellent. It feels a yeah. little bit um, manic when you live in it.
0: It is, but...
1: Uh, Tom, your that. Shrek gingerbread man impression is second to none. Oh, I did a gingerbread man impression, didn't I? Actually, yeah. That's how I should have done the top five. Number five! <laughs> Do you Next know time. the Muffin Man? Um, it's Drive! And Emma... <laughs> I had no idea shit was so versatile until you began cramming it into everything.
0: You never know until you try, my so man. So this,
1: this comes because Emma likes to... managed to avoid it this week. In a yeah, pun, I've, been,
0: I've been deliberately avoiding it. Pun-based so. rating
1: system of film names, Emma just, without fail, just crammed shit into the title. So it could have been Shitrunner 2049 this, one. this week. Shit I was going to say
0: Blade Shitter.
1: Blade Shitter? Ooh, painful.
0: Yeah, or... <laughs> Imagine shit in blades. Woo!
1: He's got some New questions asshole, for us please. as well. Marcus has. Oh, okay. Yep. Number one. Mm-hmm. Can you pick a woman for season three, please?
0: We will. We will let you know at the uh, end. of well, the show. if
1: you if you hang on a bit, you might find out.
0: Stick around. Another Stick five around.
1: Minutes. Two. If they released a Ryan Gosling body pillow with lifelike brioche bun abs, how much would you be willing to pay? <laughs> I feel this is more aimed at you. I I wouldn't buy that.
0: I would pay twenty quid, but with Amazon Prime. I wouldn't be willing to wait for it. You'd and want I next want next day delivery so that you can
1: yeah. hop on those brioche <laughs> bun abs.
0: Yeah, that's how much I'd be willing to pay. I'd, uh, yeah, yeah
1: um, fair enough. <laughs> if an actor you're covering for a season happens to have done some game voiceover work or had their appearance in a game, i.e. Keanu mm-hmm. Reeves in Cyberpunk 2077, would that mm-hmm. be covered or is it strictly film and TV? Um... um... Well, this, might, yeah, go, it this might come up in the next series.
0: Yeah, yeah. Stick, stick around. Uh, you'll find out. I would
1: say, based on some discussions that we've had, it wouldn't be discussed in the podcast, but there might be some other ways that we could talk about the games. Yeah. If only yeah. someone we knew had a game in YouTube. <laughs> Number four. If money was no object, what changes would you make to the pod to improve it? Would it just mm-hmm. be a case of the best equipment or would you go the studio route and film it too? PS, I know mm-hmm. you've mentioned why it's hard in the past, but video casts would be mega. Thanks. Keep it real, play <laughs> And then he's um, he's also included his mobile number in his signature. Yeah, we're gonna
0: spam you yeah. with some bullshit, thanks. Yeah. In my opinion, if money was no object and we were just rich, rich players for some reason, I i don't know about you, Tom, but I would go, we'd have our own fucking studio. We'd have editors. We'd get someone to edit the videos for us that like, we wouldn't have to yeah. worry about any of that shit, basically. So like, yeah, it would just be like mega, mega on anything we could get. We'd hire a studio. We'd have all the best stuff. For would mainly be
1: like, yeah, upgrade yeah. the mics and recording and shit. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Get someone else so, to do it. Yeah. So then, all we've got to worry about is watch, watching hilarious. films, showing up, and being fucking hilarious.
0: Yeah. So I mean, if you want to help dreams come true, you know, you know what the fucking Patreon is. Um, money could be no object one day if you subscribe for three pound a month.
1: There you go. Do you like
0: them kisses. Yeah. And then fi- that's the hard sell. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then finally, we've got our final three questions. Ooh. Oh, actually, I think it's four. I've lied. Oh, okay. From okay. Cool. Hazy, Hazy. Oh my god. <laughs>
0: Hazy Darius Berland. Hazy
1: Darius Berland. <laughs>
0: yeah, cool. Hazy
1: Harris Derland.
0: What does What does Hazy want? Hazy
1: Hazy would like to know. Well, she this was sent in before you read your fact last week, so she knew oh, okay. for you. Ryan apparently yeah. gave himself a tattoo with a home tattoo kit without any experience. What tattoo ah. would you give each other if you had to?
0: What would I tattoo on you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Let's have a think. I, at this moment, I think I would tattoo the gingerbread man from Shrek on you.
1: (laughs) That's just, that's a shout. In retaliation to that, I would probably tattoo Shrek's face.
0: Do you think that that would be, I would fucking enjoy that. Although if you drew it, it would probably look a bit It would be so crack handed (laughs) Oh God. And then
1: I'd like scribble it in green.
0: (laughs) Ow, I can feel the pain already. Wow.
1: Okie doke. Who is your favourite film director?
0: Ooh, um, my favorite film director is. <laughs> you go first. You go first.
1: Oh, I think. Is... Okay.
0: Okay. No, Chris Nolan it's Chris Nolan. I was going to say I think this is it. probably
1: going to be a bit of a basic bitch answer, but are you going
0: to say Chris Nolan Chris too? Nolan, yeah. <gasps> Maybe we should get matching tattoos because we're just we're, we're just so think. Although, on the same level. I do
1: I do quite enjoy Taika Waititi's films. He's yeah, not got he's, as many, but he's up there. But yeah, I do like his his style of filmmaking
0: i'm also like i'm sorry again it's 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 a basic bitch soy latte answer but james cameron fucking love him
1: good old jim
0: good old jimmy boy maybe one
1: day we'll get to watch some of his films
0: hmm.
1: i know we're ages away still <laughs> so this is how long ago this email was sent. if i know we're <laughs> ages away still but do you have any idea who actor number three will be a gal we maybe do know. we do yeah. know as it happens we also know who actor number four will be but that's a while away <gasps> <laughs> So we'll, yeah we'll talk about that in a bit. Yeah. Can we have on a roll merch?
0: Yes, you can one day.
1: <laughs> when we can afford it. As um, as we as, have... as slightly hinted at the beginning of the show, our first yeah. 10 Patreons will get a small tiny little bit of merch, but it's, it's yeah, not as exciting. Yeah. You if you want your very own
0: if you want your very own on a roll on a roll merch, a small token of what we we can produce at this point get subscribed to our yeah first 10 subs we'll we'll get one of these three quid. three quid three quid do you know what i mean yeah so um yeah basically that's the answer three quid
1: stuff. for fucking 25 are we on fucking stellar quality episodes of ryan gosling yeah. and robin patterson content for a small token of our gratitude Oh, yeah, fantastic. Who, who can say fairer than that? <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, that's the end of the honour roll for, mm-hmm. for this series. Thank
0: you for your questions, guys. If anyone's got any Love more it. questions... Send them in. Send
1: them in. If you want to answer any of the questions that we have answered about Ryan... About how much would you pay for a Ryan Gosling body pillow? How much would you pay <laughs> yeah. for a Robert Pattinson body pillow?
0: <laughs> yeah, we we want to hear it all. The good, the bad, and the and the Gosling. And
1: if you have any thoughts on our soon-to-be-announced third actor questions about he or she then um yeah. then let us know you can email us at honorallpod at gmail.com and that takes mm-hmm. us into and i'm excited for this because emma has told me pre-recording that it's a good one it's mm-hmm. the final hey check it out it's the right <laughs> guzzling fact of the week
0: thank you for that intro loved it no worries so you may know this and don't worry it's not another um baby goose situation. But- I told Luke this morning and he didn't know. So I'm hoping that hopefully the listeners won't um, know this already. But Ryan Gosling has a band.
1: I did not know this.
0: And it's called Dead Man's Bones. And they released one concept album, which was all like spooky Halloween themed. And I actually listened to it this morning. And I gotta say, it's a bit of all right. We, lo- it's we love it's pretty a good. Album. So, um, bit of background. So, it's, um, it's Ryan Gosling and his friend Zach Shields. Um, <laughs> When Shields and Gosling met in 2005, they discovered a mutual obsession with the haunted mansion ride at Disneyland, which is the best ride at Disneyland. I won't be taking any questions or arguments against it. Zach was so preoccupied with ghosts as a kid that he was actually put into therapy and Gosling's parents moved out of his childhood home because they believed it was actually haunted. Neither of them had really outgrown their fascination with graveyards and anything deathly, so they decided to write love stories about ghosts and monsters and um, some of the titles on the album buried in the water my body's a zombie for you lose your soul werewolf heart there's a there's a lot of good tracks on that album tom and um they they made it in conjunction with the silver lake conservatory children's choir and there's a lot of creepy children singing in the background wow. and it's very halloweeny yeah and um the last part of that fact is that gosling performs under the alias baby goose
1: why is that <laughs> that sounds weird for him to pick that um
0: so yeah he's um he's on the la circuit with his mate zach performing dead man's bones quite a lot from what i hear what
1: was um what was robert pattinson's performer name big tugs
0: oh, big <laughs> something like that big tubs wasn't big it? chubs that's on it big tubs
1: tubs so they've got big tubs yeah, yeah, and yeah. baby goose maybe they should do a collab
0: yeah so um apparently the choir that they performed with um, was started by the bassist from Red Hot Chili Peppers called Flea. So, oh. yeah, and it's actually pretty good. And it's quite nice to hear him singing like a creepy, almost like Nosferatu voice, because he, he doesn't sound like he does in fucking La La Land. He's like doing strange I have voice. to get, I have <laughs> so, to it listen. So, yeah, Dead Man's Bones, Ryan Gosling's rock duo. Is there anything this man can't do? I think not.
1: I mean, what you said it was a good fact, and that is a good one to end on. To be honest yeah, with you. brilliant,
0: isn't it? Really cool. So uh, love it.
1: I mean, yeah, it's it's better than um, Baby Goose.
0: My favorite thing about looking up Dead Man's Bones is any live performance you can find of them. Ryan appears to just be wearing a shirt and trousers, like you would think. Dead Man's Bones is going to wear like something, yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. a bit spooky, but he's just dressed like he does in um, Ides of March. <laughs> 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 he's just wearing like suit trousers. See, in my
1: head, he was dressed as he's dressed in La La Land when he's playing. He's playing um, Take on Me. And he's got, like, the red... <laughs> not even. ...the red uh, shell suit on. So, yeah. Wow. Incredible. Good one. Increable. Okay. So that must mean that it's time now to finally reveal who our third actor will be. We've not, <gasps> I'm excited. We've not given any hints to this. We, like, no, tried to tease Ryan wrong. a bit, didn't we? Mm-hmm. But we Yeah. So this person has been in several uh, successful franchises. Yeah. Uh, I believe... Well, they've been in... Two of the biggest selling box office smashes in cinema history.
0: Wow, what a feat.
1: What a feat. This person is female. <gasps> oh my God. Crazy. You're
0: welcome. Now you can stop harassing us about we were it. We are
1: going to do it eventually. We always <laughs> yeah, knew. I no
0: intention of doing another white man, okay? <laughs> Too many white
1: men on this podcast.
0: <laughs> Too many. Half of us are a white
1: man. No, we need to get rid of me.
0: <laughs> You're the problem.
1: Yeah. So are in the Marvel films.
0: She has been in such box office hits as Avatar.
1: Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Star Trek. Star Trek. Star Trek Into Darkness.
0: <laughs> and a, f- a film I am very excited to watch, Machete Kills, <laughs> which just looks fucking brilliant. Uh,
1: the one I'm looking forward to is the My Little Pony movie. <laughs> um, so, so, shall if you we do it? If you haven't guessed it yet, it is the one the only Zoe Saldana. Yay! Yay. So excited! We said it! Yay! So, as we said at the beginning of the episode, we'll be starting now, or you'll be able to hear us talk about the wonderful Zoe on the 14th of April, 2021. Uh So excited. So we'll probably see you there. Mm -hmm. That leaves us just to wrap up the episode. Yeah. If you've enjoyed listening, then give us a rating. Give us a review on Apple iTunes. Mm If you want to contact us for any reason for any of the reasons that we've mentioned in this episode, want to ask a question, want to uh-huh. suggest someone for us to do for a future series. We've said that we've already picked someone for series 4, but series 5 and beyond is is the world's oyster. Um mm-hmm. so how could they contact us Emma?
0: You can get us on Twitter and Instagram at on a roll pod. Send us a tweet, send us a DM. You could visit our website, honorollepod.com, where you'll find all of the episodes, a bit of information about us, any links that you might want to Patreon at email, which is on at gmail.com, And yeah, send us a love letter. Let us know how you are, how this podcast has changed the very fabric of your life. We love to read it, so, and yep. we cannot flipping wait to get into Zoe's filmography.
1: Get on that Patreon. The first episode's coming at you hot on the eighteenth of April.
0: Yep. Yeah, Kung Fu, the legend continues to continue. It's gonna be a lot of fun, so if you want um want a bit of that, get on over. It's gonna be lit. It's gonna be
1: lit. First ten people get a special little prize.
0: Woohoo. Woo
1: fucking get on over there, bit cheers.
0: <laughs> and yeah, yeah,
1: and uh, we'll see you in, in two weeks, I guess. Yeah. Try not we'll, to miss we'll us miss too you guys. much. And we'll see you. For episode Juan of series three of Honor Roll, Zoe Saldana. Oh. Oh. so we'll see you on the flip side, motherfuckers. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.
0: Oh, bye, Ryan.
1: Bye, Ryan. My <laughs> boo. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price
0: tag. Say hello to Quince.